That, my friends, is called forced compliance behavior, which is a cause of dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is when there's a situation that involves conflicting beliefs or attitudes and even behaviors that produce mental anguish. Basically, if you've ever had to shrink to appease the other attitude or behavior just for the sake of peace or balance, you've probably experienced cognitive dissonance. What's up, go-getters? Welcome to Get Into It Podcast. My name is Jay Amanda. I'm a UX researcher, international psychology student, mama, and so much more. I leverage my experience in corporate America, interesting stories from my personal life, and academia to deep dive into complex topics such as culture and tech from a psychological standpoint all while trying to balance everything successfully. All right, let's get into it. What's up, Go-Getters? It's your host, Jay Amanda. Thank you for being here. Okay, random. You ever wonder... Why is it such an issue for Black people to break into tech, yet our ancestors invented, engineered, created, and perfected literally the beta for everything that we use today? So who's the thief? What happened? Y'all let me know your thoughts on this, because if you want to go deeper into this combo, I know exactly who to get on the podcast. All right, now let's get into it. Now, speaking of breaking into tech, for my career changers, did you know that your adversity gives you the authority to pivot into tech? Yes, it does. You see, you have a unique experience of what a company would call their ideal user. Those that have lived life make the best technologists. Creatives make the best technologists, in my humble opinion. So what are your options? Because perhaps you don't want to code. Completely understand. And let me tell you, you have plenty of options. There's a wonderful world of UX, data, cybersecurity, sales, recruiting, marketing, SEO specialists, just to name a few, right? But what they all have in common is that you don't need a specific degree to gain a career in one of these lanes of tech. And there's usually a low to no code requirement that's involved. All you really need is a plan. Now, I know you've probably heard of using a vision board. We love those little parties. Yay, vision boards. And they work. But let's take it 10 steps further. Now, y'all know I've had quite a few jobs (laughs) simply because I couldn't really pinpoint what I was supposed to do. I had so many interests. I knew what type of life I wanted to live, but I just I didn't know how to get there. And I found my true reason for being by practicing something called Ikigai. If I pronounce it incorrectly, please let me know. I am trying. But Ikigai is originated in the Japanese or on the Japanese island of Okinawa. And is believed to be the secret to a long and fulfilling life utilizing four primary what elements. And those are what you love, which is your passion, what the world needs your mission, what you are good at, your vocation, and what you can get paid for, your profession. 
I have a visual of the Ikigai on my social pages. So go to IG, Twitter, LinkedIn, <laughs> the Get Into It pod, and you'll find it there, okay? Now, what you really need to do first is ask yourself, what is it that you love? And how can you get paid to do it now? You also should ask yourself, what does the world need? And how can my talents and interests contribute to the solution? When you discover your unique Ikigai, that is when you begin to see true happiness and fulfillment. Now, just so you know, disclaimer, y'all, this is not a religion. It does not matter what you subscribe to. You can literally make this work for you as well. This is a mindset. And besides, no one can tell you what table you belong to when you have the capability to build a whole altar because their table is just too small, okay? Whatever the adversity of switching careers, never take no for an answer. What is for you will always be for you if you accept it and do the work that's required for it. Besides, even if you read the Bible, it says, James 2, 14 through 26, yes, you have to read all of it. So it makes sense that faith without works is dead. Also, if you have information that others can benefit from, what does it hurt to share? Matter of fact, this is not planned, but let me tell you, it makes no sense to me that those that have the experience, the knowledge, and can give advice, withhold information as a way to seem as if they're better than someone. If you're around people that are not willing and ready to support you like you would them, basically the energy is not reciprocated, it's time to cut that relationship, situationship, <laughs> acquaintanceship <laughs> off because people think that, I think, people think sometimes that I am antisocial or that I'm mad. Let me tell you, there isn't a soul in this world that I'm mad at. I have no bad blood. I know that I have been done wrong and I have done wrong to others. When you grow spiritually, you decide to move forward and forgive. You do the work to heal from that emotional and mental pain. And sometimes for some, it's physical pain, but you do not forget. You don't ever forget. Because if you do, you'll lean into self-negative talk and you'll allow yourself to continue to sink in those thoughts. And you start to believe them. You never remove yourself from those that hurt you because you feel as if you owe them because of whatever title that they may have in your life. Meaning, like a parent, family members, intimate partners, friends you grew up with. Child, please, you owe them nothing. Your life's purpose is way bigger than your misguided belief to someone who do not want to see you grow and succeed, period. Okay, so I had to say that, but back on topic, <laughs> back on topic. You can love, believe, and say Christ first all day, every day. God, the universe, Allah, births gifts into you. Your passion is not always your purpose. Your purpose is your reason for being here on earth. From my experience, and I'm a spiritual person that's spiritually, spiritually led, Ikigai puts all of what is birthed into me, the talents, the passions, the visions, into perspective. Okay, so for example, I'm going to share with you how I organize my chart. First is my passion. 
My passion is ensuring that underrepresented people, Black, Indigenous, Latino, and Asian people's stories are amplified. Next will be my mission. My mission is to change the narrative of what a psychologist and a technologist should look like. I also want to represent for Black, Indigenous women in these fields. And vocation. So my vocation would be that I'm really good at empathizing and mentorship as well as research and writing. My profession would be I get paid for doing all of this by being a UX researcher, being an entrepreneur, and by being a podcaster. You see, by following Ikigai, I have quite literally designed my life based on my reason for being. So now sometimes we get caught up in pleasing others, especially our family. (laughs) We just want to make them proud. While that is commendable, your life's mission shouldn't be about pleasing your family or anyone else for that matter. Now, I don't know what type of family you come from, whether it is super supportive or super toxic. (laughs) What I do know is that being the one in the family to take the risk in doing something outside of what's, uh, what's expected or what's required of you based off of someone else's dream for your life, it's just not worth the stress. How do you know that by being the first in your family to be a designer or be an engineer or ecologist, that you're not only opening the door for those after you, but you are breaking generational wealth gaps, mental disorders, toxic cycles? Your unique ikigai is the answer to what I believe (laughs) that you didn't know that you needed. Now, I honestly believe that most families mean well. I really do. I mean, you can only teach what you know. And for Black families, especially, I believe that there's so much behind how we're raised. It's really hard to filter through that pain, you know? So you just want the best for your children. And now this is not to make excuse for those adults that are just insecure and rude, that project all of their misfortune into their children just because they're adults. And I'm sorry, whoever, whomever you are, respect is not given on an occasion. It is earned. It's just, you can't just give someone respect just because they're an adult. It just doesn't work that way. I have an unpopular opinion. My kids have to earn my respect just like I have to earn their respect by being a good steward over them and what I expose them to and the truths that I tell them. Very honest, (laughs) very honest with them. We have deep conversations. It is really a two-way street. If they think that just because an adult is around, you shrink and you give them all the respect based on that alone without even knowing their intentions or their character, that's not okay with me. I don't want my children doing that because now they'll think that they, mm, let's see. So just so I have, just so we're understanding, (laughs) my kids are not uh, rude. They're not allowed to be rude or mean kids, but as far as complete submission, I'll say that. As far as complete submission, that's believed to be respect in some cases, Absolutely not. No, no, no. I, when I was younger, more so adolescence, not really childhood, but I was ordered to respect adults that just because none of them 
you know, um, well, I was ordered to respect adults just because, right? And none of them protected me emotionally or mentally. In fact, they were the ones to abuse me in that way. This carries into decisions that make you, uh, when you become an adult, uh, what type of career you hold, your stance on subject matter, and how you allow and how you teach others to treat you. It goes way deeper than just pleasing your family. But with all that said, I would encourage you to just consider organizing what your four elements are and start to see a difference in your life. I know it's definitely helped me. You have way more control over designing your life and what you want, how you want to live based off of your reason for being. Try it. Let me know how your purpose has made room for you to succeed. Now, for my favorite part of the podcast, or my second favorite, actually, the mental tip. Now, have you ever been forced to do something publicly that you didn't believe in or want to do privately? (laughs) I know I have. I remember when I was a teenager in the summer at my former church, we had youth month. And we were all excited because we had pretty much full reign of the church on Sunday in all of the operations for church. Everything from the type of music, who would preach, the first faces that you would see, and even fundraisers, we were in charge of it all. The other plus is that any ideas that the pastor did not agree with, my cousin and I would sway his decision in favor of the youth simply because her pastor was a dad her dad. So, (laughs) but I remember one Sunday in particular doing a B selection, we sung, I believe it was Stump by Kirk Franklin. And that was a part of the song was just straight fire. We would just do a round robin with all the best singers in the choir. And it was amazing. Now (laughs) I was in the choir, but no one really knew that I could sing. I was a soloist. I sung so low, you could not hear me. So I was just not confident in that area at all. So when we got to the part of the song where we would pass the mic, first my cousin sang, sang her ass off. She passed the mic to the next soprano and boom, she did great as well. The mic began to rotate from uh, soprano to tenor and finally got to the alto section and landed in my hand somehow. Oh, I immediately attempted to pass that mic (laughs) to the person next to me that clearly wanted to sing. But as the mic came from my right hand and almost crossed my body to the person on my left, I looked up and the pastor stood up and pointed to me and mouthed the phrase, sing or else. Y'all, I was mortified. I still tried to pass that ma- that mic though, <laughs> but he had this look on his face that could freeze time. Trying to escape my body, I could feel my heart beating faster and faster. I sang the verse that seemed to not be so fire anymore. And as time went on, it seemed to drag. I was fighting back tears, looking straight at the wall in the very back of the church, wishing that someone could come and rescue me. I wanted to run out, but I mean, what could I do? I lived with the pastor at that time, so I couldn't get away. That, my friends, is called forced compliance behavior, which is a cause of dissonance. 
Cognitive dissonance is when there's a situation that involves conflicting beliefs or attitudes or behaviors even um, that produce mental anguish. Basically, if you've ever had to shrink to appease the other attitude or behaviors just for the sake of peace and balance, you've probably experienced cognitive dissonance. You can look up, there is a 1957 uh, cognitive dissonance theory uh, by Festinger's. Uh, I hope I pronounced his name correctly, but um, that gives a little bit more context to what it actually is in the study that was done behind that. So what that study believed is that we all have this inner drive to keep our behaviors in check, right? And avoid disharmony. And that's really the principle of cognitive consistency. And y'all thought y'all just had good manners. Nope. It goes way deeper than that, not just the will to want to please others. Now, my suggestion to minimize dissonance is to make sure that you set healthy boundaries. Now, I understand it is much easier said than done in some cases, but once you start to evaluate what you really want out of life and how you want to be treated, as time goes on, it really does get easier. Trust me, I've done it. Okay, go-getters, until next time. Thank you so much for listening to Get Into It Podcast. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Make sure you subscribe, comment, and share with others. Also, make sure you follow us on social media, IG, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Let me know what you thought of today's podcast. I upload episodes every week on Tuesdays. Until then, peace, love, and light. Go get us.